Hello and welcome to Chick Flicks. I'm Bridget Hovell. And I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And in this episode of Chick Flicks, we're discussing our favorite pop culture picks for getting through a quarantine. Uh, thank you to all of our friends and community for reaching out with your favorite books, television shows, movies, music, and podcasts. This is basically going to be a episode-length version of our segment, What We're Into, every uh, every week. So <laughs> let's kick it off with some books that Mackenzie and I are reading. So you go first. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm almost finished with this book called um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation by um, Otessa Moshveg. And it's about this young woman who's kind of like independently wealthy from an inheritance. Um, she's also like clinically depressed and she decides that she wants to, um, take a year off from life and basically sleep through a year of life. And I had heard a lot about this book when it first came out and I thought, Oh, this sounds kind of triggering or just like dark and upsetting and, uh, not something that I would want to read. And then a lot of my friends, uh, started reading it a couple months ago and recommended it to me. Uh, it's a lot funnier than I anticipated. It's kind of like this very droll take on not only therapy and psychiatry, but early 2000s um, pop culture and fashion. And and there's also a really like complex female friendship at the center of it, too. She has this friend named Riva who stops by her house all the time while she's sleeping um, as she kind of goes on this quest to sleep through an entire year. And you would think that there wouldn't be much plot to it, but it delves a lot into her her background as a character and stuff. Um, so it kind of fitting for a quarantine because it's about a woman who, you know, wakes up just to snack and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watches like, Whoopi Goldmerb movies all day. Um, I'm also reading um, some long form journalism, not about the coronavirus uh, to kind of catch up on um, other events in the world and commentary. Uh, one article I read and really enjoyed recently was the wings. The wing is a woman's utopia unless you work there by Amanda Hess. Mm -hmm. The wing is like this women's club started by Audrey Gelman. And I think they have locations all over the country in major cities. And you basically, it's like a co-working space, I guess, mm -hmm. and like a salon and a gathering spot. And this was a really good, uh, deep critical look into the wing um, and kind of talking about how it still skews very white. It's very like white feminist and yeah. a lot of the workers are younger and women of color and how they are often disregarded by the paying members. Um, like they described one event where it was a panel of ginger women talking about the prejudice that gingers no. face and they were being served by black employees at the panel. Yeah. Oh, not no. great. Not oh, no. great. <laughs> I just really love when everyone, when any, whenever anyone like criticizes the wing, I just really <laughs> love reading takedowns of um, capitalist rich uh, she bosses. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other article I read recently, which was kind of scary, but really good was called the accusations were lies, but could we prove it by Sarah Viren? Um, Sarah is a professor at Arizona state university. And this article is about how um, she was up for a job teaching at university of Michigan and her, the second runner up for this position that she was a finalist for uh, decided to like blackmail her and her partner, her wife, um, another professor and accused them falsely of sexual assault uh, and how it like got picked up by the title nine department at the university. And it was just a interesting look at a kind of like a me too case that did not involve straight men and was not, you know, was a false accusation. Mm -hmm. And um, 
really, really interesting kind of like scary read. It has a happy ending. So yeah. uh, I recommend that as well. What have you been reading, Mackenzie? Um, I read that article too. Oh, which one? The, 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 the professors? Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was so crazy. The um, internet has identified the man. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I hope he suffers consequences <laughs> professionally yeah. and personally. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. He sounds like a crazy person. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like people, when they're really crazy like that, though, they're so sloppy that it comes back and, you know, like they're, they're too unstable to kind of like complete the con correctly. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like so that's comforting. Yeah. The other stuff is wrong in yeah. his life <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, my friend Nicole recently got me a book called Crescent City by Sarah J. Ma- Mass. Moss. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her last name, but um, and she got a signed copy for me. Wow! And oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. So I just finished that. Um, if you've heard me talk about A Court of Thorns and Roses on the podcast before, you know that I do. Wait, I need to interrupt you to say that you and Nicole should start A Court of Thorn and Roses podcast, <laughs> and you would definitely dominate that market. Go on. <laughs> dominate. I mean, <laughs> you should. You one hundred thousand percent should. <laughs> You know, Quarantine we could, project. we could, yeah. <laughs> All right, continue on. Our, uh, I have my film podcast, I could start a book podcast. Um, but I'm also rereading A Court of Thorns and Roses, the trilogy right now too. But it's just, it's high fantasy with a lot of porny sex. And it's just great for quarantine because it's like, you fly through it. And it. it's like completely bananas, like all this it's but also it's magic and magic is fun and i'll talk about magic later too but i just like magic we need magic rn yes and (laughs) also it's just like hitting some buttons that i need to be hit right now (laughs) um so that's my like uh (laughs) guilty pleasure read i guess um but i also um am reading a collection of poems called Brute by Emily Skaja. I you looked up names before this. I did not do that, but that's what you think. <laughs> um, uh, it's like uh, they're really like brutal poems about a fucked up relationship in mm-hmm. living in Philly and um, and the end of the relationship. Uh, but it's really good recommend that i've also been reading bluettes by oh Maggie my gosh Nelson. amazing yeah uh which are just like little observations about the color blue which i am really loving i just like it's, it's so like good. it's yeah it's really good um she you would like her other work a lot too if you haven't read it i read uh what's the Argonauts? book yes i read that yeah, yeah. but i know that you like her other stuff too a lot, so it's mm-hmm. she's always like on my radar, sort of. Yeah. Um, and then I also just started this book called Less by Andrew Sean Greer, and it's like a rom com book about a fifty-ish writer named Arthur Less, whose long-term Aww. boyfriend is getting married to someone else, so he travels the world to run away from it. Um, and I just started it, so but it seems like it's going to be like light and fun, but it also won a Pulitzer, so. I don't feel stupid. That sounds so good. (laughs) Yeah. You want a Pulitzer? Oh, nice. So, 
And also just like a tip, I've downloaded the Webtoon app recently on my phone and it's where you can read like lore olympus on your do you remember that web web comic yeah yeah yeah. it you it's just an app on your phone where it like keeps all of these like web comics and i feel like sometimes it's hard to like put your phone away but if there's something else on it that is not like twitter and the world burning it's nice to like just be able to scroll through it like Totally. And there, so the web comics on there that I'd recommend are Lore Olympus, um, Super Secret. So Lore Olympus is about like Persephone and Hades. Um, mm-hmm. Super Secret is about a werewolf who falls in love with a human girl. It's so cute. I love it so much. Um, and then also one that is like super like trashy is called Let's Play, and it's about a girl game designer who like is falling in love with a youtuber (laughs) is he a gamergate youtuber uh he well he they meet because he like moves right next door to her but he also trashes her indie game and so there's like what a jerk yeah feud but i think things are gonna work out for those two (laughs) all right let's move on (laughs) the Um, theme of this episode is Mackenzie likes trashy things (laughs) Uh, Mackenzie, we are here for it. We support you. We acknowledge you. Um, so I started The Leftovers on HBO recently. Um, I'm only two episodes in and I have started, this is like my second time trying to watch it. Um, not that it's not good. It is a little heavy and a little on the nose for the, um, you know, kind of international vibe right now. It's about, uh, a rapture like event that, um, you know, disappears millions of people from the earth. And it takes place three years after those events where different cults and charismatic figures have kind of risen up and people are searching for meaning. There's also a lot of people who kind of have a more nihilist approach to the disappearance of their loved ones and that it doesn't matter and that there'll never be explained. Um, I will say even from just the first few episodes I watched, there's a real like have you ever like watched a show and like it just defies logic that a hot young teenager would be into an older man and you're like, oh, it's written written by a man, you yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like there's just there's the main character who's played by Justin Thoreau has a teenage daughter and her his teenage daughter's friends are like like mouth open staring at him all the time or like mr kevin you're doing such a good job and i'm like he's still their friend's dad like yeah. obviously he's oh. Justin Thoreau and he's hot but like older on, brother. Girls, Yes, Older I brother, can, we get. Yeah, but, we get it. We support it. We get it. We understand. We're there for you. Yeah, Dad? I, no, that's scary. <laughs> that's like what I felt like watching Game of Thrones, that whenever Daenerys was like, maybe I, maybe I will fuck Jorah, it was all these pr- old producers like, yeah, maybe she should give him a chance, you know, like, an <laughs> uh, uh, older man might be know what she needs. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, this is a refrain for me. That I am rewatching Gilmore Girls always kind of passively when I'm <laughs> working or doing something or cleaning or cooking at home throughout these days um, isolated in the apartment. Um, what makes Gilmore Girls the ultimate comfort watch for me? I think it's because it's so familiar. Um, I'm so familiar with every beat of the show. It reminds me of being middle school when I first watched it. And it's a show where women drive the plot and the male characters mm-hmm. are like shunted to the side. Like nothing. Uh, you know, it, it's about 
Emily, Lorelai, and Rory, and yeah. all of the male characters are like husband, boyfriend. You know, like that's what makes them important to the plot, which yeah. I love. It's the reverse of it, like literally everything else. Yeah. And does it have problems? Many. Uh, <laughs> but it's just a place I, I can go to where my brain just shuts off and I'm like, I'm... coronavirus would never come to Star Solo. Yeah. <laughs> or it would and they would they would isolate and it would be really quirky. Like they'd have signs and yeah. like um, wire cups to transmit messages to each other. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just finished a long binge of this new Netflix docuseries called um, The Tiger King. I have texted virtually everyone I have been in com- uh, contact with about The Tiger King. Everyone needs to watch it. It's this docuseries on three different big cat zoos in America, and they're each um, headed by like a different flavor of insane person. Um, the two men who run their own big cat zoos are both like polygamists and kind of like abusive to their sexual uh-huh. partners. And the woman who runs hers in Florida maybe killed her former husband and oh fed him to God. tigers. Like it's a legit <gasps> theory. Crazy. It's so crazy. But it's it, the inciting incident for the documentary is one of the men who owns his big cat zoo in Oklahoma um, tries to hire a hitman to kill the woman in Florida. And every episode, you're like, it gets crazier and crazier. It's all true. They have so much footage, I think, partially because all of these people want to be famous so badly. So they've just let camera crews into every aspect of their life. So it kind of melds like the best of reality and true crime, reality TV and true crime. Uh, Cannot recommend it enough. It has lions, tigers, bears, polygamy, murder (laughs) plots, country music videos with auto-tune, mullets, and libertarians. Wow. (laughs) I I definitely want to start, though, like immediately. You and Ian would love it. I was like... It's a show to watch with your boyfriend yeah, <laughs> or your partner or, you know, the person, your significant other. Uh, <laughs> Mackenzie, what TV shows have you been watching? Um, I just finished The Outsider, which is a Stephen King series on HBO starring Ben Mendelsohn and Cynthia Erivo. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really, it's like bleak mystery, supernatural. I won't like go too much into like any spoiler mm-hmm. territory, but it's really good. Um, and... I read the book. Oh, how was the book? It was good. It was like a Stephen King book where the last third I was like, hurry this the fuck up <laughs> and this thing. So maybe I'll watch the TV show. Yeah, I, I think you would like it. Um, mm-hmm. Cynthia Revo plays this like, uh, she, it's almost like she is like a medium or something. I don't think she really mm-hmm. is, but she's like she, intuitive. Yeah, she's she's very like. Like you, like you said, like intuitive. And she, as soon as like she comes on, you're like, yes, they're gonna know that it's something supernatural and not just like, you know, beat this around the bush. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it was good. Um, mm-hmm. I also watched Lock and Key, which is bad, but it has magic. So I liked that there was magic. Magic check. Yeah. Um, like I What's, watched it, what and is it I about though. It's about um, <clears throat> this house called Key House. Oh. Uh, owned by the locks <laughs> and in the house there are a bunch of magic keys that do have different powers so the best part about the show is like finding out new keys and what their powers are so like one key can open it if you open the door with it it will take you anywhere you are thinking of uh, or one you can like put in the back of your neck and you could like go into your mind um, as like a physical place um mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked that part, 
but the characters all torpedo their lives and it's so frustrating to watch that i hate that i yeah. hate that when it seems like contrived to like they're just like making decisions to further oh, yeah. the plot it, yes you know, like, it's just... so that part was, was so frustrating <laughs> That's um, so but i also started watching Shit's creek which i don't even think i need to say what it's about it's just funny um i also i'm watching lego masters with ian and it's so good actually <laughs> Is that with Will Arnett? Is yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Brad Pitt is the executive producer. Yep. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. It's so Brad weird. Brad trying to win the affection of his children back. There's like a lot of, um, it's very like self-aware as like a reality television show, which I think like it could be like, oh, they're trying too hard, but I think it works. Yeah. I like it. Um, I, all of the, like it's not as good as like the Great British Bake Off which I think is something like comparable in terms of like a competitive sort of Mm. like challenge show that's like reality in quotes it could because the contestants aren't as good and it is does seem more like contrived as American reality television is Mm -hmm. but um but there are a few like there's this um gay couple that is so sweet they're like older um and just like so like sensitive and like one of them starts like crying at one point and the other is like no like because he's afraid that he'll disappoint the other one and it's and he's like no like we're in this together so loved that there's these two bros that i hated the first episode but now i love so much um and i don't think they were friends before the show i think they were just like put together because Mm -hmm. the producers were like they'd make a good pair but i love them um anyway uh, going okay, on. What is it streaming on? I feel like uh, Hulu. Hulu, and it comes out like w- once a week. So love it. Um, and then God, my lists are so long. Should I cut stuff out? No, keep going. Okay. So I also watched uh, Giri Haji, which is a Japanese Brit- slash British show on Netflix about a mm-hmm. Japanese detective finding out his. Yakuza brother who he thought was dead is alive and in London so he goes to London to bring him back to Tokyo to prevent a Yakuza mm-hmm. war and um, like I wouldn't say I love it but it was really fun to watch I watched it with my whole family last weekend and the cinematography is really good and I really like the main character the detective his name is Kenzo um, Kenzo huh. yeah um, so there's like a british woman detective that i'm not i don't love but she's growing Mm -hmm. on me so um and then the magicians is also streaming on netflix which i is so good to binge it gets better and better each season and it's just it's an incredible show like it's just good people like it better than the tv i mean better than the book uh i don't know i haven't read the book have you read the book no Oh, I started it. I really liked it, but it was one of those books that I got on the Libby app, and oh. it only gives you 12 days to read, and oh, it's no. like 600 pages, and I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I think the show is really good. Like, it's absolutely batshit insane. Like, it is crazy, but the characters are so good, and as the seasons go on, the actors just, like, get more and more comfortable with the characters and the way that they interact with each other. It's just, like, it's so good. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. and then this is also sort of like a, not a, it's not a TV show. It's a video game, but I feel like it fits in this category, I guess, is Life is Strange 2, which is broken up into episodes. So, uh, that are like three to four hours long of gameplay each. And it's about, um, 
uh, two Mexican-American brothers whose father is shot by a cop and killed. And then the younger brother has, like, this explosion of, like, telekinetic power that, like, Eleven, sort of, from Stranger Things, and kills the cop. And then the older brother takes the younger brother and, like, they run away. And the younger brother, at first, doesn't remember what happens. And he's like, where's dad? And they're just on the run, basically. And they're trying to... The older brother's plan is to get them to Mexico, to this town that his dad always talked about. Um, And it's super fun. Ian and I are playing it together. Like, we'll take turns going back and forth. And it's, like, super easy to play, too, because it's sort of just walking you through the story. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can, like... And, like, choose different things. So, like choosing how the character reacts to a situation will like influence the story and stuff so Mm -hmm. um that sounds awesome it's really good i i mean i if you're into video games or whatever like highly recommend i'm not super into video games but i love it um Mm -hmm. yeah so for our friend picks slash followers on instagram slash listeners they all are if you listen you're our friend Um, all of my friends are fans not me me. um oh of of both of us i meant i'm just categorizing if you're a friend you're a fan yeah okay (laughs) um so the first one is from nicole the one who gave me the crescent city book did i even mention what it was called? future podcast (laughs) co-host um yeah that book was called crescent city by the way or you you said that i oh did i okay (laughs) i felt like i didn't um but she is watching the witcher again and i second that recommendation it's bad but good and it's nice to like be in on the memes with it yeah so yeah that's an, that's a that's a noble enough reason to watch anything yeah be <laughs> caught up with the meme yeah that's why people need to watch succession mm-hmm. um okay. elise mat uh oh, i know how to pronounce elise's last name i just got scared <laughs> elise uh madaliano nice you did it it's a lot of pressure i just got scared i just got scared you know um uh is watching sex sex education which i have not watched jenny and Mackenzie and elise love it people close to me love sex education i love gillian anderson um do you have anything you want to say about it kenz i know you've watched um i've talked about it on the podcast before but it is really good it's really funny um and sweet and uh do you learn more about sex like do you feel um, educated you know, not really, actually. But I feel like if I was in high school watching it or younger, I would have learned stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, shout out Tim Grief Carlson, my boyfriend, sent in the Tiger King, <laughs> which he watched six episodes yesterday and then caught up with me, watched the other six episodes and then finished it today. <laughs> so he watched the first two thirds of the season twice. Oh, it's that good. <laughs> Wow. Uh, speaking of Tiger King, my little wild animal is growling at me <laughs> in my seat right now. Aww. <laughs> um, okay, so Kether, our mutual bestie, is into Strike on Amazon, which is based on J.K. Rowling's mystery novels, which she acknowledges is now problematic. But um, she said... I wonder, I wonder why they're problematic. Because well, J.K. Rowling, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering if there's anything specific about them that was bad. I think J.K. Rowling has just, like, torpedoed her career she has. recently. <laughs> like, what an idiot. I wish she would stop, because I want to have some fond memories of Harry Potter. I know. I love Harry Potter. She's fucking it up. She, I can't believe she's a turf. I know. Oh, God. You could have just 
gone and off and never spoken again. Yeah, you know? she should have. And just let people remake the movies and make them more progressive. Yeah. Um, as time went on. Ugh. JK. That's all we want. God. Okay. So let's jump into movies now. Movies that we are watching in our uh, quarantine life. Uh, Mackenzie, you want to start? Uh, sure. So I've been streaming Lord of the Rings, the second and third movies on Netflix in the background. Wait, why don't they have all of them on Netflix I, at once? You know, I don't, I don't know, but up. the first one's my least favorite, so I don't care. <laughs> wow. That is controversial. I know. Aragorn's just my favorite, so. Um, yeah. And I'm just like streaming it in the background, like not even really watching because I don't mm-hmm. need to because I know it so well. Um, mm. but I'm also excited that Little Women is now streaming. So Ian hasn't seen it yet, so I'm excited to get him to watch it with me. Please let me know if he's confused by the time period because I have heard reports of many boyfriends being confused. If he uh, is firsthand reports too, uh, I will be very disappointed because there's nothing confusing about it. It's nothing confusing about it, and it's also a story that's been adapted like five times. So you should have like familiarity with the story. But no men pay attention to Louisa May Alcott. Yeah. It's a shame. I think it's he'll get shame. it though. He's kind. Of, he's pretty Good. smart. Um, and I also am catching up with the Grandmaster on Netflix, which is a Wong Kar Wai movie from I think 2013 about Ip Man. And I've been watching. I've been meaning to watch it forever, um, just because I remember in 2013 so many people talking about it and loving it, mm-hmm. and I always was putting it off because you know when like you're like so hyped for a movie that you're like i have to like be in the right <laughs> zone to watch it oh yes 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 so i kept feeling like that which was silly i think but now i'm finally watching it on netflix so nice yeah um i saw these two movies i'm about to mention that are now available to buy directly on amazon which i think is a great and i hope that more movies become available directly to purchase as a release model um in the upcoming weeks i think that's the smart thing to do yeah um but the first is the hunt which was co-written by damon lindelof of watchmen and the leftovers who's like a pretty smart guy Um, this movie was canceled last year because of like a controversy surrounding the violence in it. And president Trump tweeted about it. Uh, cause it's the tagline is like, you know, it's about, um, these like liberal elites who kidnap, uh, like redneck Republicans and hunt them in the woods of the Ukraine, I think, or Croatia. Um, and, (laughs) and like, it's obviously written by people who lean liberal, uh, I think a like a very fair criticism of the movie is like it's kind of got this South Park mentality like we're making fun mm. of everybody like everybody's stupid mm-hmm. uh you know when like not to spoil anything but some of the characters that are hunted are later revealed to have marched in um you know like Charlottesville as like part of the mm. Nazi demonstration there in mm. 2017 or like uh, been part of the Westboro Baptist Church and it's like there are real life instances of these types of people doing like hateful bigoted things Mm -hmm. but there's not a real life instance that we know of of the liberal elite hunting americans i think it would have been a better movie if they had more strongly made it about class like if there had been a realization in the film like oh it's not 
us versus them. It's like mm. the rich versus everyone else. Mm. But anyway, Betty Gilpin is the best part of it. It You have to see it for Betty Gilpin of she's of glow. She plays Debbie and glow. She is so fucking good. Every decision she makes in that movie is like, you're like, how did she decide to do that with her face? Wow. She's so funny. Um, this is from Alison Wilmore's review in Vulture. She said the best take on the hunt comes from its own main character, Crystal. Crystal, played by Glow's Betty Gilpin with the kind of delectably unflappable timing 80s action franchises were once built on, muses that interpreting the reasoning behind what's happening to her depends on whether the people responsible are smart pretending to be idiots or idiots pretending to be smart. She's just so fucking good in this. She's so funny. She does need her own action movie action franchise she's just amazing she's just so so fucking good you know yeah yeah she's so good uh i also saw the invisible man which maybe we'll do like a longer episode on um eventually because i think we would enjoy talking about it more Mm -hmm. um it was really really good at first i was frustrated because it's kind of made the invisible man this allegory for an abusive relationship and the movie starts with Elizabeth Moss, the main character, escaping her abusive husband, but you never actually see any of her abusive history with him directly. And I was frustrated by that. But then Linda Holmes on Pop Culture Happy Hour pointed out in her review that you don't see the abusive history because you have to believe her. Like you're put in the mm-hmm. position as an audience goer of just having to accept her at her word mm-hmm. and how through her, like why watching her mm-hmm. understanding that she was abused. And I also think that like a weaker movie would have indulged in sexual violence with this plot and like sexualized Elizabeth Moss a lot. Um, but this movie didn't. And I think it was just a really thoughtful horror movie about like domestic abuse, um, which is a surprising thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was really fun. I actually at one point got this is a like a trigger warning, I guess. I got um I got so anxious in the middle of seeing it that I had to walk out of the room and Wikipedia the entire plot <laughs> because it was one of those things like I, particularly upsetting for me is when a woman is like having insane things happening to her mm-hmm. and she's being disbelieved by everyone mm-hmm. around her. Mm-hmm. And it was it got ramped up to the point where I was like, I just have to know she has a happy ending. <laughs> Ooh, uh, does she? Yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, she does. Thank you. <laughs> but I had to know. Sorry, spoiler. Everything works out okay. Okay, good. Because I would feel the same way. I had to know. That. I literally I had to know. I was that, like, this is going to fuck me up if I yeah. watch this movie about this Whew. woman who is being tormented by an invisible force. <laughs> no one believes her. Okay. And then last night, Tim and I watched The Lighthouse, which I've been looking forward to for months. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I have not up? seen it. I want to. You have not seen it? It was just okay. okay. I feel like it was exactly as I thought it would be. It was so predictable. You see the trailer, you've kind of seen it all. You're like, this is a movie about two men in isolation, and then it just escalates and crazy shit happens, and then it ends. Okay. The entire movie. But it is a funny movie about being quarantined with another person. I said to Tim as we were watching it, I was like, I'm Willem Dafoe, you're Robert Pattinson. (laughs) In your every relationship, you're either the Willem Dafoe or you're the Robert Pattinson. Um, Hmm. So worth watching with your boo. Okay. Uh, Also watched Jojo Rabbit recently, another movie I'm not sure if I liked or not. I think that's the general consensus of literally everyone who's watched this I was movie. like, I wish this wasn't a movie about the Holocaust, because <laughs> otherwise I'm enjoying it. And I think it's delightful, and I love Taika Waititi, but it's about the Holocaust, and I feel like we shouldn't be this lighthearted with the Holocaust just yet. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, our friends sent in some movie recommendations that they've been watching. So uh, another podcast, sort of a like a sister podcast, a sister podcast are like evil twin. No, just kidding. (laughs) The Flick Chicks podcast. (laughs) 
recommended all the Twilight movies to binge them, which I also recommend. We're clearly of the same mind. Yeah, I know. I was like, I did that same thing when we did our Twilight episode. I binged all of them, and it was great. Yeah. I know yeah. that you haven't seen all of them. They need to all of them. Maybe you haven't seen all of them, but maybe you should You're consider right. that. You know, I think that would be a good thing for me and Tim to do if yeah. we did a, a Twilight marathon. Yeah, it's so fun because it's so crazy. But yeah, like... And- good like <laughs> women have a stake in the paranormal too you know yeah and it's a sexy <laughs> buffy the vampire snake snake um hannah lange of houston texas recommended baby driver which is by edgar wright and it stars ansel elgort and kevin spacey and when i was thinking about baby driver i was like oh shit this movie stars kevin spacey maybe the last movie i ever saw him in before he died yeah dang just kidding he didn't die <laughs> <laughs> i know but in the in- but yeah. In Talk about culture. a different time. Yeah, yeah he dang. had a cultural death. That was like uh, right before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see Baby Driver? I did see it. It was good. I think Edgar Wright should stick to comedy. Yeah, I. It was good. I. It but forgettable, sort of like. Yeah. I um. Don't remember oh much God. about it. Is Anna de Armas in that movie? No, it's, it's another sexy woman. Yeah, it's um. I think her name is Lily. No, that's wrong too. That's wrong. <laughs> you know what? We'll look it up later. The one for, she's in Cinderella. Oh, is she really? Who yes. is she in Cinderella? Cinderella. No, no, no. I meant, I meant, I'm no, 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 no. I know that the girl is from Cinderella, but there's a sexy girl who's with John Hamm, and it's not Anna Darius. Oh my god, who it's is another it? sexy woman? Oh, uh, Isa Gonzalez. Okay. we're confusing our blondes and brunettes here okay so our next recommendation comes from abby gardner who i knew from youth group in high school to christ i am no longer religious (laughs) just (laughs) putting that out there shout Um, out rescinded (laughs) but she recommends jexy um she actually when she recommended it she hadn't watched it yet but she was excited to um, but she, it's, we, I have not seen it. Have you seen it? I have not seen, no, I haven't, but I looked it up. It says the plot follows a self-aware phone that becomes emotionally attached to its socially awkward owner. It seems almost like a spoof on her. Yeah. If it was a spoof on her, I'd be very interested to watch that because her is very easy to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like, why did he fall in love with his phone? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a real woman all around him. <laughs> Uh, um, Jesse Grieve Carlson, uh, Tim's sister wrote in with a quiet place. We did an episode on the quiet place and you know what? I'm perhaps interested in seeing the quiet place too. Yeah. Or a quiet place. A quiet place. A quiet place too. I think. Is that what it's called? Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure, I sent, but yeah. I sent this tweet to Mackenzie that was making fun of, um, how John Krasinski in the first movie has that whiteboard that says like... Aliens, weaknesses, uh, you know, like high, like underlined, and that's it. Uh, but it was about the coronavirus. <laughs> um, yeah, cha- our, it was actually our first episode. Oh shit! And we exposed a quiet place as the right wing propaganda. That but it it's is. still a fun movie. Yeah, no, it's it still is fun. A fun it's a very fun movie. But we just perhaps- think John Krasinski is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, perhaps- God remember when he was like, "It's a metaphor for politics." Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
Joanne Torres wrote in to say she's watching Boy, which is another Taika Waititi film, one that I have not seen but need to. I think Tim really likes it as well. It's about a New Zealand youth who finds out that his father is a far cry from the heroic adventurer he's imagined the man to be, and Taika also stars in it. I love Taika Waititi. And I know I'll like this movie when I get around to watching I it. I know. I want to I wanna watch it, too. I love Hunt for the Wilder People so much. Mm, um, me, too. And what we do in the shadows. Yeah. A classic. A comedy classic. So my cousin, Matt Perkins, recommended Frozen 2, or at least he's watching it. Um, he said, there are at least two insane breakout and hives because I'm a rice... Fu- that's okay. That's because that's like a family thing. Um <laughs> There are two really funny parts, and the rest is fine slash good, he says. Um, But I actually really want to watch Frozen 2. This is, like, I feel like a perfect quarantine movie. (laughs) Yeah, I watched the first Frozen movie, like, in my dorm as a senior in Mm -hmm. college. I was like, I have to know what this is about. I like Tangled more, but... If we're comparing. You're either a Tangled person or a Frozen person. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've always said. Um, Elise Madaliano. Uh, yeah. Just said it. Rolled off my tongue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she recommended Big Time Adolescence, which was just put on my radar. Uh, it's a movie, I think, on Hulu starring Pete Davidson himself about mm. a suburban teenager who comes of age under the destructive guidance of his best friend and aimless college dropout. It also stars... The boy from American Vandal, one of the documentarians, who was so cute in the oh, American Vandal. Was he the, the main one. one? No, he was the like the buddy. Who I had think, a crush on the girl. I think that's the same one that it's, he's in Lock and Key. Get out! He's also in Lock and Key. He's blowing he's up. He's so cute. I'm like, is I he the he one that looks up. like a smaller? Oh my god, John Mulaney. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's so cute. Um, and I think he's dating someone famous, but not famous to me. Like I saw a okay. post about it on Twitter, and no. I was like, neither of these people connect with anything in my brain. Um, so I'm excited to watch that. I heard Pete Davidson is actually really good in it. Yeah, uh, but I kind of low key can't stand him. But if he proves himself, he'll prove himself. And Elise recommended this twice. So okay, I feel She's like serious. yeah, we have to watch it now. She's big time serious. <laughs> Kristen Massa recommended Peter Jackson's King Kong, which is also a movie that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. I feel like in my mind it is three hours, 45 minutes long. (laughs) It's certainly not three hours and 45 minutes long, but I saw it in theaters as a teenager and I was in the front row and I remember just looking up while (laughs) people were being eaten by gigantic insects on that island Mm -hmm. and thinking this movie is three hours and 40 minutes long. But it's fun. I think Adrian, I miss you, Adrian Brody. Come back. Yeah, I agree. I feel like. Come back, Adrian Brody. He, has he done anything problematic recently? Well, he did kiss Holly Blair non-consensually at the Oscars. Okay. So he might be in timeout permanently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love I love Adrian Brody. Um, and then another one from Kether, honorary chick flick member. Chick. chick. <laughs> uh, she says she watched The Year of Spectacular Men or Year of Spectacular Men, directed by Leah Thompson, Written by her daughter, Madeline. And um, I think that's on Hulu, she said. We're not sure. Yes. Okay, yes. But um, I don't even know. Do you know what it's about? Did she no. tell us? I think probably one sustained year of really good men. That sounds good. <laughs> I uh, Yeah. It does sound good. I trust you, Kether. Yeah, I, true. Trust Kether. Trust Kether, our motto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
uh, a couple named Amy and John wrote in to say that they've been watching the movie yesterday, that they can't stop watching the movie yesterday. I believe that they saw it in theaters and then watched it again at home. You know it. It's a movie about a man who wakes up and he's the only person who can remember the Beatles. I am going to watch it. Good. You should. I owe this couple, Amy and John, my life. And so I will watch yesterday. Mackenzie, what are what's the music you've been listening to? So I am just gonna shout out like songs that I've been into recently. Um, the first is "Excess" by Rina Sawayama, um, and it's such a fun bop. It fulfills the '90s, early 2000s pop star dreams. Yes, with like a smidge of like rock slash an edge to it we love it it's so good um and then the next song is time fighter by lucy dacus or yeah um which is the sexiest song in my rotation right now it's just so hot it's just so like Mm. oof it's so good um and then the next is from princess nokia's newest album everything is beautiful And the song that I like a lot from it, I mean, I like a bunch of songs from it, but I'm going to recommend Happy Place. It's very good. Um, Another good fun bop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then uh, the next song is Success by Slut Face, which is an angry lady screaming about the pressures of being a lady. Love it. I just like Slut Face. Yeah, I like to, it's it's spelled S-L-O, but with a strike through it. T face. Oh, okay. But like it's pronounced. Umlaut? Is that an I don't. I don't think no, so. No. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> but it's pronounced slut face, uh, and the song is success. And I just like I like to mix it up, you know. Hell yeah. The next song is uh, "Mix Machete" by Bebe Bebe Machete. <laughs> Bebe. Oh, um, and it's this is such a happy song. Like it's just very like bubbly. It's um. The the refrain that repeats is imperfection is so liberating, and I'm just like, I, I guess you can't. It's a, the fun doesn't come just for me saying she's, that. She's grooving, but though. I. But it's just such a good. It's so fun. <laughs> just please That's listen so to it. Uh, <laughs> the artist is a local artist from Hartford, I think. Too. Oh, cool. Um. So yeah, and then of course, Needy by Molly Birch. Love it. Love Molly Birch. So relatable, so moody. I really liked what I've listened to her of hers. Um, did she do a last Christmas cover recently? I don't know. I think so it was really good. Yeah, but Needy is I think so that was good. Her. It's so good. It's like yeah. jazzy slash bluesy slash like it's just, she's so emotional. Yeah, and you know, same. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> love it. What about you? Um, Perfume Genius has come out with a few new songs in anticipation of his new record, which I think is forthcoming this summer. Um, his song Describe is wonderful, and both of his new singles have kind of had accompanying music videos, uh, which have a large, like, dance component to them. Mm. Um, I just love him. I put in my notes, he is a sexy, amazing king Mm -hmm. with the most strongly defined aesthetic in music other than Beyonce, maybe. Mm. Uh, I feel like if you watch his music videos, there's just a very certain like visual language he's speaking in throughout all of them. Um, he's just an amazing artist. He is so wonderful. He is the funniest Twitter in the whole world. And I want him to be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, also been listening to a lot of Bruce Springsteen. He's so comforting and he makes me think one day that I will be home again in New Jersey with my friends and family rocking out to Bruce, AKA the boss. Um, yeah, just, just love him. Love you, Bruce. Uh, also been listening to a lot of Kate Bush. I really am into this song right now called army dreamers, um, which is kind of about a young man who, because of a lack of choices in his life, joins the army but it's a bop it doesn't sound like it's a bop but it's a bop um i love when there's like one person singing one thing and then someone else like coming in with like a call like a call and response mm-hmm. like a well-executed call and response okay. um also listened to a lot of beach house yesterday while working from home i felt like a little sad and freaked out by the news so i was like i will indulge in being sad but also feeling comforted and like i'm wrapped up in a big woozy shawl by mm. the ocean which is beach house for me um, or by a canyon, depending on <laughs> the Beach House song. <laughs> and um, Kether wrote in to say she's been listening to a lot of Simon and Garfunkel, who I think are two men who would not do well in isolation together right now, mm-hmm. as they hate each other. But I didn't TBT, know that. Too, when times are better, yeah, they do not get along now. They will. They're like die Simon, die Garfunkel. Wow. Um, or Paul and Art. Um, and she also said Love and Spoonful, which I had to Google because I thought maybe that was. A health food store. <laughs> what is it? It's a rock band. Oh, cool. But she says it makes her happy and feels like a sunny day. Oh, Catherine. Sweet, sweet Kether. <laughs> um, Mackenzie, to wrap up, do you have any recommendations for some th- things that make you feel good to do or um, watch or, you know, to when you're home for, you know, an indefinite period of time? Yeah. Um, I would say that doing projects with friends long distance is really mm-hmm. like helpful i am usually socially isolated because i have a really hard time <laughs> making friends and reaching out to people to make plans and stuff so i think if you can reach out if you are like me and <laughs> well i guess everyone is now like me and socially isolated <laughs> um <laughs> i would recommend reaching out to your friends and trying to maybe start a project with them because i think sometimes just like doing a video call at least for me is hard without like yeah. structure just because i feel like i'm bad at talking so yeah. when i have like a structured call that's about like a project it really helps me mm-hmm. connect with my friends and it's something mm-hmm. that i really look forward to um shout out check flicks and bridget <laughs> oh that's me <laughs> <laughs> um and then i've also just been trying to like do some crafts catch up on draw some drawing and if you panic bought spam not knowing why let me recommend this to you spam musubi mm. make it it's so good so it'll be the best thing you eat in the world i saw my list i'm going to buy <laughs> spam for the first time in my life um what i've been doing that has been really helpful is walking a lot i don't mean exercising because i think that the constant pressure to exercise mm-hmm. for this moment in time is very obnoxious mm-hmm. um unless it's you do you. Yeah. But I think walking is like this happy medium where it's very meditative. It gets you outside and um, there's really no pressure for you to look good or worry about being fit uh, while doing it. And I think that's something I've been really thankful to have a dog throughout this mm-hmm. because her daily rhythm has kind of kept me um, tied to normalcy. You know, no matter what happens, I'm walking my dog Twiggy in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening at least once um, or three times a day. 
Uh, so I found that very helpful. And the recipe I will recommend is making homemade ramen. You can use mm. frozen vegetables to spice it up an egg. And it's such a good comfort food. My younger sister kind of taught me how to make really good at home ramen, um, recently. And I'll second Mackenzie. It's been really nice and important to you. See my friends faces. I've FaceTimed and, uh, Google hangouts, uh, such hard, so hard to verb that one, um, <laughs> with a bunch of friends this week, sometimes with wine, mm-hmm. sometimes not. And, uh, yeah, it's just important to check in with your people. Well, Mackenzie, are we going to do, uh, Cronenberg? Um, yeah, well, find it. let's do it. Let's do it. And then we can, if we're still in quarantine, we can think of some good quarantine flicks. Yeah, you're right. Like about people in quarantine, not yeah. recommendations. Yeah. All right, cool. So it would really help us out if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ChickFlixPod and email us at ChickFlixPodcast at gmail.com. Our next episode will air on April 6th and we'll be talking about The Brood and the Fly, two Cronenberg films. ChickFlix is researched and written by Bridget Hovell and edited by Mackenzie Chapman. Many thanks to Tim Grieve Carlson for our music and thank you for listening to ChickFlix. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. This has been a PSA. (laughs) 